You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 49. I wanted to let y'all know that we're officially creeping up on our 50th episode of The Influencer Podcast. That's right. On March 14th, we'll be celebrating number 50. I can't express my gratitude and honor to this amazing community enough, but to try and do so, I'm excited to be hosting a fantastic giveaway as a thank you and to celebrate this milestone. Y'all have given our show so much, and this is a small token of my appreciation and love, as I'm forever grateful for each of you listening and to all of our guests. One lucky winner will be receiving three $100 gift cards, one from Amazon, Nordstrom, and iTunes. To enter, simply follow me on Instagram at Joel Solomon. Sign up for the Influencer Podcast newsletter by going to theinfluencerpodcast.com and scrolling down to the bottom. It's super easy to find. Then head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. When reviewing the podcast, let us know why you love the podcast and what your biggest takeaway from the past 50 episodes have been. Be sure to mention the 50th episode giveaway so that we can make sure to count you in the giveaway. Lastly, leave your Instagram handle and name in the iTunes review so we can tag the winner on Instagram. Again, follow me on Instagram, sign up for the newsletter, then subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. That's all you gotta do. I'll be announcing the winner on my Instagram and Instagram stories on March 14th, the day that our 50th episode goes live, so be sure to mark your calendars. Thank you again, and good luck if you're entering. Last week, we had James Nord, co-founder of the Buzzed About Four card, stop by. James has such a unique view on authentic followings, brands, and the influencer market. It was really neat chatting with him and hearing his approach. You should totally check it out. This week, celebrity nutritionist Kelly Levesque is sharing her healthy habits to boost our productivity. And hey, if it works for her clients like Jessica Alba and Mariana Hewitt... I think it may work for us too. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hello, influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. I am thrilled to bring on someone who I've personally followed for a while now and who you might have seen via your own Instagram feeds or in your local bookstore. Kelly Levesque is a holistic nutritionist, wellness expert, and celebrity health coach who has worked with everyone from Jessica Alba to Chelsea Handler to mega influencers like our girl, Mariana Hewitt. She has been praised by InStyle, Vogue, and Elle Magazine, to name a few. Kelly's early career in cancer and genetics taught her how to read science-based results, and that, along with her personal passion of leading a healthy life, has brought her to where she is today. Working out of Los Angeles through her company and brand, Be Well, and inspiring people to live their best lives through what they put in their body, Kelly has grown into an influencer from her own success, launching her body love book in 2017 and now working on products and book number two, Kelly has brilliantly taken advantage of her reach and influence all while remaining authentic to her message along the way. I'm excited to jump into Kelly's journey, how she selects the brands that she works with, and to hear her take on staying true 
true to yourself as your health and influence grows. Plus, Kelly is offering to us today her free recipe for her extremely popular and delicious Fab Four smoothie. So stay tuned on how you can grab your hands on that. She's a warm, positive power in the influence world, and I'm so honored to speak to her today. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Julie. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited just to not only hear your amazing story and all of your wisdom that you have, but just to really have you on because I feel like you are such a joyful person. You are such a light. I get to see it through all the work that you do. And I am so honored and excited to have you spread that joy to all of us today. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I try to, I try to see the world through a positive lens. Cause I just, I don't know. Days can be hard enough as it is. So if you're, you know, in a bad mood, it makes it worse. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and speaking of that joy, you know, you really do kind of practice what you preach with that. And I would love to kind of start with your journey. I know that you came from this world of, of really understanding cancer and the full range of that. And I'm sure that that has had a huge impact on where you are today. So I would love if you could share a little bit um, of that with us and how that brought you to today. Sure. So um, for those of you guys that don't know me, uh, I obviously started Be Well by Kelly, but I started in 2012 and I was still working in cancer and genetics. So I went to the University of Southern California and my favorite class there was Nature of Human Health and Disease. And I took it as a senior and I'd always loved health and nutrition, always loved like reading diet books, understanding biology, but I never really thought it could be a career because back then being an RD or being a nutritionist or being a health coach, it wasn't really popular at all, actually. Um, this was back in 2005 when I graduated from USC. So, um, but what was popular was going into medical device and technology um, and genetics. Uh, so I paired my business degree with my love of science and I took on this career in cancer and genetics. And what that meant was I was reading studies based on new technology um, and teaching oncologists, radiation oncologists, and breast surgeons how to use new technology in the breast cancer space. I also worked in, in colon cancer. But if you think about it, these doctors go to school for somewhere near 14 years, and then they, they can't stop learning because new technology comes out. So they learn from consultants who come into their practice and teach them how to use new technology. So that's what I did. I read the studies. I understood how the new technology was evolving and coming out. And then I would go teach the doctors how to implement it in their practice. So I needed to learn how to take really expansive and hard to understand topics and drill down into like, how is it useful and how does it work? And I did that for eight years. So now in nutrition, I could dive into nutrition research through PubMed or Google Scholar and figure out you know, why this helps someone with this type of eating helps someone with cystic acne or, or why this might help someone with PCOS or why this might help someone lose weight or, um, you know, decrease migraines or get rid of joint pain. And, um, so I went back to school for nutrition with kind of like the push of one of my really good friends. My, I would say like one of my best friends, she's like, you talk about this all the time, go back to school, start a career in it. So I did. Um, I went back to a health coaching program at first, uh, ended up going back to UCLA and, um, you know, completing my postgraduate work, but, uh, I started my business as a side hustle. So for two and a half years from 2012 to like the summer of end of the summer, like September of 2015, this was something that I did on the weekends at nights at lunch. And I just 
saw clients and my, the first clients I saw were free. And I was just like hustling and trying to show that, you know, it's my passion and it's my purpose. And I, if you're, if you're working in something that is your passion and your purpose, you, you would want to do it for free. And that's how I felt. And in the beginning, I just wanted to build my reputation and build my practice and learn how to work with people. And I'd say like the first half dozen of my clients were free. And then I got results and then I started charging people. And then I started seeing more and more people. And by the time, um, you know, September of 2015 rolled around, I had so many people and I wasn't able to do my full-time job. And I'm, ended up transitioning out of it. And so it's been full time for me since September of 2015. And then I got my book deal in January of 2016. It came out this past June of 2017. And, um, my next book will come out, uh, actually, um, January of 2019. So yeah, I have a private practice. I see clients all day long. Um, a lot of them are influencers. A lot of them are actors and actresses. Um, and then I just, you know, have moms, I have brides, I have everybody. So those are my people. And then, uh, um, the book is for people who maybe don't uh, want to meet with me personally, but want to understand kind of how I explain the nutrition of science or, you know, the biology of it, of nutrition to my clients and make it easy. So there's, you know, no food drama and not, you don't have to follow and eat and do not eat list. You just know the science and you execute. Mm, so much good stuff there. Um, so I want to kind of touch on, um, I love that you, that you gave the examples in such a, you know, your, your influence, your brand, your business grew at such a consistent and fast rate. I mean, from, from those dates, I mean, the fact that you basically got a book deal being a first time author within a year of starting this is phenomenal. Thank you. Um, yes. I mean, that's, that it, it doesn't, I, I was a book publicist for 10 years and used to work at HarperCollins. So I can tell you like, oh, that, my publisher. Yes. Yes. That like, that does not happen. So, I mean, yeah. like the fact that that happened to you really is a true testament to your quality, your passion, your drive, and your eagerness to really serve. And I think that that probably had a lot to do with how fast you were able to grow. But I would love to kind of ask you that. How do you think that your idea of saying, you know what, I'm going to give away all my good stuff for free at first, right? Like I want, you know, I want to help people. I want to serve people. I want to get this in their hands, get this in their homes, really transform their lives. How do you think your idea of doing it in that way and really coming from a place of service instead of uh, an initial place of trying to make money qu quickly actually positively impact the growth of your influence and for you to start being able to acquire things like deals? Yeah. I mean, well, I just really care. I, I really love this and when I, when I would stand at parties, like I joked that my friend like really was like enough, like just go to school and have a job in this. <laughs> but I like, for me, it's, I see so many girls and women uh, and men who struggle with their weight or a health issue. And then they go on Pinterest or they go on the internet or they're following a food blogger and they're trying to like follow everything that they do. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, the person that you're following is genetically skinny and what they eat might not work for you. And like, I wanted to serve people so that it wasn't so hard. Cause I feel like it's such a cause of anxiety and stress and depression for people when they're in a place of, you know, not feeling well. And, um, and I also found that anyone I talked to, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, when you read in a magazine, like women's health or shape, and it says balance your blood sugar. Does anyone know how to do that? Like, no one knows. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're just like, Oh, just balance your blood sugar. And it's like, yeah, fine. But 
no one understands that biology. And if you go read diet and lifestyle books, they're normally from doctors like Dr. Hyman, Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. Uh, you know, Frank Lipman. And these are big functional medicine MDs that use really big words like cholecystokinin and neuropeptide Y. And you're like, okay, none of you guys would be like, if you're not super into that geeky science, you're not reading it. And so what you're getting in these little tidbits of like half information and that's not giving you the freedom of understanding the biology. So my whole goal was like, I need to be the person reaching the people in, in fashion and beauty and my actors and actresses and my girls working in offices who are trying to make these healthy decisions, but might not understand the biology. And I needed to be that easy access for them so that they all of a sudden realized, Oh, Balancing your blood sugar doesn't eat mean eating five to six small meals a day because what what the science and kind of like what trainer nutrition will tell you is have a meal three hours later have another meal and the only reason why they're telling you to do that is because your blood sugar goes up and comes down every three hours well if you eat a certain type of food it actually can elongate your your blood sugar doesn't have to go so high and crash so hard like a big roller coaster it can actually be like the kids train that just kind of goes up and down and up and down easily. And that's what I'm helping people understand in my book, because the minute you understand that you really can have any lifestyle, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, you don't need to ever diet. It's just, Oh, I understand the biology of that. I'm making a choice to spike my blood sugar. I know how I'm going to feel after. And I know the steps and, and tips and tricks to kind of like bring that back under control. And I think that you did that so well. And, and that's why, you know, Body Love Your Book, you know, not only was it a bestseller, but I think that it was able to really, I mean, the reason why it was a bestseller is because people could really take the book and absorb the information. Like you were saying, it was, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like the layman's term of like every human body is different. And once you kind of understand that and see where you fit, fit in, in, in that and really have jam-packed, a, a better understanding of the new, the nutrients and the recipes that you could use to really sustain your health throughout the day, then it does become more of a lifestyle. And it's not like this diet that then you're going to get exhausted of and then go off the wagon, so to speak, and, and kind of have those ebb, ebb and flows. You can actually just kind of start flowing into a new healthier lifestyle. And I think that that is why you have been able to connect with so many people at such a quick rate, because you are able to um, offer it and execute it in a way that is really able, it really easy to not only understand, but really easy to take action on. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's been the goal, you know, and that's, it's hard because when it comes to all of a sudden becoming an influencer, my whole, you know, my whole inbox changes, you know, I'm getting emails from brands and like most of them don't fit my criteria and not to say that I'm like rude to them, but I'm very, very protective of my brand. And I'm also never going to promote anything that I wouldn't give to my clients. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. 
This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. And I wanted to ask you about that. Um, you know, how do you tend to kind of navigate, you know, is there some sort of vetting process or how do you really choose the brands that you align with? Do you, is it just been the trial and error through your, um, your now career as an influencer, as well as someone who really has to talk the talk and walk the walk because what you do is who you are? Yeah. So, I mean, it it is a little bit different than most influencers because if you are an influencer, and this is something I would say. So for me, I had this cancer career and I had a paycheck for two and a half years that could afford for me to have photographers come in and shoot my food and I could pay for a nice website and I could get business cards and I could pay for event tickets and I could get out there in the world and engage with people. And I didn't feel the need to be like a used car salesman and say like, Oh, you should really work with me and you need to sign up for 15 sessions. I was always session by session. And if you liked the way I worked and you you know, got something out of it, I earn your business every time. And that's really important to me. And so what was cool is I had a soft landing. Like people talk about like just jumping off the cliff. Like I'm a curb girl. I'm like, I'll just step off the curb, (laughs) you know, soft landing, pay for it until my business is big enough. And I have enough clients to support the lifestyle, even though, you know, we take a step back. My husband and I sold one of our cars to make sure we had a little bit of money to afford my soft landing. And, and that was really important. And I never wanted, and was never willing to, to take a brand deal. I mean, I had a, um, a six figure Avino brand deal that came my way and I turned it down and that was three years ago. And that has a lot to do with the fact that they have endocrine disruptors in the Avino products they wanted me to rec- represent. And that's not something that's, I would ever recommend to my clients. And that's just because we have enough toxins in our body as is with the food that we're eating and the pesticides and the chemicals that we use in our bathrooms and on our skin. It's like, I'm not going to promote that. I, you know, I, I appreciate that they're a big brand and they're the ones who can pay big money. And the brands that I do like have no money to pay me. Um, but for me, it's like, that's not my main job. My main job is to see clients and get paid for a one-on-one session. So I have the flexibility of saying no to brands. You know, another good thing is you know, brands I can say yes to are brands like Nike, like KitchenAid, like Vitamix, brands that really, you know, support my client's lifestyle of working out and making smoothies or hummus or guacamole dips or you name it, you know, nut, nut butters. Um, but I don't, you know, there's, it's such a big world and there is no brand that you should lose your reputation for. And for me personally, when it comes to food, a lot of the foods that are you know, it's not like Apple, like, a, uh, it's not like a leafy greens company is coming and knocking on my door being like, will you represent our spinach? It's normally processed chips, crackers, cookies, cakes, like candies. And it's funny. Like I get, you know, I'll get these things coming to my inbox from organic candy that's sold at whole foods. And I'm like, you are still candy. And it's not going to be something that I tell my clients to have every day. Hit me back up on Halloween. That's kind of the way I roll. And for the most part, I have a criteria, I have an a re- auto response that goes to, that goes to brands. And it's like, 
if you have more than five grams of sugar, I'm not going to work with you. If your net carbohydrate content is more than 10 for a protein bar, more than 20 for, you know, um, a grain or a pasta or something like that, I'm not going to work with you. If you're using non-organic GMO products, I'm not going to work with you. And I know that sounds so snobby. I probably sound like the biggest snob ever, but here's the deal. There are ways for people to get good organic produce, like secondhand produce or the imperfect produce boxes where they're getting organic products sent to their door at about the prices of conventional. And it takes a little bit more work, but it's really important for me because I'm trying to teach people how to balance their blood sugar. So when they're having crackers and chips and things that are not high in fiber and just turn to blood sugar, spike them on a roller coaster, it's not staying true to my brand. It's also not what I would eat and not what I would tell my clients to eat. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that kind of goes back to, you know, something that you had said to me was that um, you said, I think the minute that we look inside instead of emulating others, our true passion, purpose, and self shines through. And, um, you know, I don't think that you sound snotty at all because (laughs) true. I call it like your brilliance. Like, I think that you're being true to what your brilliance is and who, whom and whose that you are. And that is why you are able to, you know, continue to innovate and continue to stand out and really continue to shine through. And so I would love to know how you help because you just, you just explained us beautifully how you do this, which I think is a great takeaway for the listeners. And then also having some sort of auto response email is also a great takeaway. So it's, it's all laid out. There's no confusion. You can manage the expectations. How do you help your clients do this, whether it's through the recipes, whether it's through your science-based education that you're able to give them, how do you kind of walk them through that? So just to be clear, you want to know how I walk them through like looking at nutrition facts and understanding what's good for them or not? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times, and it could even be something as simple as like, how important is it to read a label and what should we even be looking at when we're reading a label? That's Um, a great question. Yeah, just for, for, for the everyday person that's walking into Whole Foods, and which mind you, I just found out last year, never knew this, that the sugar percentage is never on a label. Yeah, are on there, but the percentage is not on there. Like your daily percentage amount. So just things like that. If if I'm just the everyday person, you know how how do we how do we kind of get through that? Okay, so if you are a great that's like I said a great question, and this is one of the things that I teach my clients. So first of all, there are three macronutrients: you have protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Right. Mm -hmm. So protein and fats do not break down to blood sugar. And what I'm trying to do is balance your blood sugar. And by balancing your blood sugar, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to keep your blood sugar from spiking too high because your body then has to deal with bringing it down. And when you go up, you might feel energized, but when you come crashing down, that comes with cravings. It comes with irritability, shaky, you know, like a shaky feeling, maybe a headache. Um, you know, maybe you're just rude to people, (laughs) but what I'm trying to do is help you keep, uh, your what's called homeostasis in your body, which is a certain amount of blood sugar, but not too much. And so to understand that you want to understand what, you know, what breaks down to blood sugar and that's carbohydrates. So when you look at a nutrition label, the only three things that I look at are total carbohydrates and under total carbohydrates, you'll find, um, fiber and you will find sugar. Okay. So fiber and sugar are a part of total carbohydrates. 
So how would you read this? So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you have oatmeal and the total carbohydrates is 40 grams. And then under that you have fiber and it'll say five grams. And under that you might have sugar and it'll say two grams. So Julie, you might look at that and be like, Oh, only two grams of sugar. That's great. I'll get the oatmeal, right? But what you need to understand is what breaks down to blood sugar. And if you take 40 grams and subtract the fiber, because fiber doesn't break down to blood sugar, you get something called a net carbohydrate. And that's 35 grams. It's actually 35 grams of blood sugar, not two grams of sugar. Oh, wow. That's high. So you are riding that roller coaster up. And about 90 minutes later, you're going to start crashing down. Now, when something is low glycemic, meaning it's higher in fiber and the break, and it's more of a whole food, the breakdown of that food to blood sugar and the spike, instead of spiking really fast, say if you were to drink a glass of orange juice, you would go skyrocketing up, right? It goes into your bloodstream really fast. But the minute you have something fibrous like oats or quinoa or something like that, it's still a carbohydrate. It's still going to create a lot of blood sugar, but the release into your bloodstream is a little bit slower, elongating your blood sugar curve. So I always prefer when my clients look for something that has higher fiber and lower net carbohydrates. So let's say you were looking at two oatmeals and you have the one 40 minus the five fiber is 35 grams of blood sugar. And then you look over at another oatmeal and you notice, ooh, This one has 20 grams of total carbohydrates and it has nine grams of fiber. Mm. That means you're only having an 11 gram spike. So I would tell my clients, you want that oatmeal, you want that 11 gram spike. And then we want to think about ways to slow down the breakdown of that sugar on top of the oatmeal. So this is when you would mix in a fiber like chia or flax. You'd mix in a fat like almond butter or um, maybe even like an oil, like you really have a good avocado oil and you can just mix that in. Or when you're finishing your oatmeal on the stove, you can drop an egg white in it and mix it and it gets fluffy and you just added six grams of protein to that. So adding protein, fat, and fiber to something that is a fast spiking food will make it last longer in your body. So this is the formula that I teach my clients. I always ask them, where's your protein? Where's your fat? Where's your fiber? My fourth ingredient of the Fab Four is greens. And that's a beauty food that like feeds your microbiome and makes sure your gut is healthy. But the protein, fat, and fiber and, is a, and greens is a really, way, really good way for people to look at their meal and go, well, what is it mostly? If you just have oatmeal on its own, what is it mostly? It's a carbohydrate that's going to spike you up and crash you down. Mm. But when you mix those ingredients and you think about, you know, maybe instead of oatmeal, have a egg scramble with spinach and avocado, then you're getting protein and fat and you're getting greens in the spinach and fat and fiber in that avocado. And that meal is going to last you until lunch. Whereas if you're just grabbing a green juice or you're just grabbing a bar that's high in sugar or high in net carbohydrates and it doesn't make up for it in protein and fat, then really you're just going to be hungrier in three hour, 90 minutes to three hours than if you were to eat a meal that shut off your hunger hormones and lasted longer in your body. So it really is about the balance of the, the protein with the good fats and, and then the greens. Yeah. So, I mean, like I eat pretty simply, like when it comes to people, I was like, well, what does a day in the life look like? And I'm like, I normally have my fat free or my fat free. I love fat. Don't listen to that. Um, my fruit-free smoothies. So I make smoothies with a protein powder, like a collagen protein, an almond butter, avocado for fat. I'll add some chia or flax for fiber. And then I'll have a handful of greens. I'll blend that up um, with some unsweetened almond milk. And I have a sauce smoothie recipe that's like mint and lemon and cucumber. I have an almond butter 
peanut butter cup one that's, um, you know, chocolate and almond butter, and you just sneak a handful of spinach that you barely taste. I mean, Mariana Hewitt loves my mean matcha, which is, you know, vanilla vanilla collagen with the matcha. You know, there's ways that you can kind of play with whatever flavors you like, as long as you understand, okay, where's my protein? Where's my fat? Where's my fiber? And where's my grains? And so that fruit-free smoothies, the fruit-free smoothies are really my jam because I'm not looking to spike up and crash down. I just really want to flatline with energy and feel like I have the brain fuel to like Mm. move through my day. And then if I have eggs and we're on vacation or in a hotel and it seems a little harder to get, I'll have a veggie scramble, a couple of eggs, side salad of greens or mixed in veggies. Um, You know, if I'm on the go, uh, the same goes for lunch and dinner. It's like, okay, well, I may have a piece of salmon with some roasted broccoli and a starter like plain green salad with olive oil. I might have um, lettuce wrapped tacos that have the lettuce is the greens, turkey meat inside for protein, avocado for fat, maybe add some like chopped tomatoes or pico. And then all of a sudden I have protein, fat, fiber, and greens. You know, it can be fun. And my book has like over 50 recipes of ways to make your like favorite things from shepherd's pie to like taco night and whatever. But it really is just understanding if you are deciding to have a carbohydrate, just know how like a, and not a vegetable carbohydrate. I'm talking like potatoes and rice and um, things like that. Just know how it affects your body because that release of insulin to manage and bring down that blood sugar, which is the hormone that helps your body, you know, helps sugar come out of your bloodstream and push it into your cells so you don't have high blood sugar. That hormone is a fat storage hormone. It's an anabolic hormone. It means building on the body and it shuts down fat burning for six to eight hours. So when I see girls who are like, I'm being so healthy, I'm having my oatmeal and I'm having my quinoa bowl and then I'm having my vegan flatbread. And then they come to me in tears you know, a month later and they're like, I gained six pounds and I don't know why. And I look at their day and I go, well, you released insulin at 6am with breakfast and you didn't burn fat until two. And then you released it again at noon with a quinoa bowl and you didn't burn burn fat until six or eight. And then you had a late European dinner with wine and flatbread at nine. And you basically didn't burn fat until three or four in the morning. And you're only getting two hours of hormonal burn. So your whole life doesn't have to change. You just understand the nutrition and say, Oh, like, well, I'm either going to have like at least a meal a day that's not totally laden with carbohydrates. Mm. Well, and I love how, like, because when you're saying this, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that's what I love about your book and just all of the content that you create on on the website and all of just the amazing free-based information that you that you offer, because you you lay it out so where the the user doesn't have to really think about it. The reader, the user, the client, what have you. Um, it's, it's all kind of there. And then based off of your preference of, you know, what you like, what you like things to taste like, you can kind of engineer it in a way that works for you. And I think that that's always the biggest issue, especially for women, because I have predominantly women that listen to this podcast, when it comes to, you know, they, they're all entrepreneurs, they're all growing their own business or their own blog or what have you. And so it's kind of like when you're focused on your side hustle all day long, food kind of becomes an afterthought. And so you just kind of grab whatever's quick and easy because you don't have the time or the know-how to really sit there and think, okay, how do I lay this out? So I love that you 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 take all of the guesswork out for us. So it just makes it makes you know young entrepreneurs, really any entrepreneur that have a busy day, kind of fulfill and sustain their body throughout the day, which is incredible. What do you think is the one food that women tend to eat 
more of that we shouldn't, that we may think is healthy for us? And what do we not get enough of? Well, uh, that's such a hard question. It totally depends on someone's lifestyle. I think obviously with the movement, (laughs) with the movement of, um, veganism and vegetarianism with all of the health documentaries, what the health works over knives, all of these things. Um, I'm seeing a real decrease in protein. Mm. Um, and that's really an issue for me because without protein, um, you have this hormone called neuropeptide Y that screams at you to eat carbs and sugar. So a lack of protein and a lack, uh, a lack of protein in general is going to increase cravings for sugar and carbohydrates, which is going to have you gaining weight. So when I have a vegan or vegetarian, I'm really diligent about making sure, you know, if they're vegetarian, can we put hard boiled eggs on a salad? Can we like, um, use protein in their protein shake? Are they open to collagen? Some of my vegans and vegetarians are open to a collagen type of a protein. Um, just because your body is always constantly breaking itself down. It's a program. Cell death is called apoptosis. It's happening in your body 24 seven. And within your lifetime, well, you will have completely broken down every cell in your body and rebuilt it nine times. So when you think about that, cells are built with protein and you need, it's two thirds old cells and one third new protein. So I don't think that you need bodybuilder style, you know, 200 grams a day. I think that's crazy, but we, we got to be looking at our meals and saying like, where am I getting proteins and protein? And am I at least getting like 50 or 60 grams a day, even if I'm vegetarian or vegan? And so we just have to be a little more diligent with that's your lifestyle. And I mean, plenty of clients who have lived that lifestyle. I'm just the one going like, let's make sure you're not starving all day. Let's make sure you're not crashing all day. Let's make sure you have the capacity to like do your job. Um, which is, which is cool. And then when it comes to over overeating sugar, like you wouldn't believe, I mean, like from, from this is this like massive growth of these brands um, and their quote unquote healthy food brands, like the perfect bar, which is my biggest nemesis. I might, you might as well drink a jar of honey. They're so full of sugar, but it's like this brand has so much money to pay all of these healthy food bloggers. And then all of a sudden you're thinking like, Oh, that's a great option for me because she's so cute and so skinny and she lives this awesome life, but she also needs to pay rent. and these are the type of brands that have money and that's unfortunate, but you know, I'm hopeful. It's like, it's just a hard, a little bit of a conundrum for people. And it's something that I definitely have the flexibility to not do, which I'm trying, you know, I obviously I'm trying not to do. And I beat my drum about that. And it's, it's just a thing like from protein bars to like condiments to people like, uh, just claiming things are good for them, like charcoal lemonade and green juices and kombucha. Like I look at that and I'm like, there is no fiber. All Mm -hmm. it is, is carbohydrates without fiber. That's breaking down the blood sugar. That's spiking your blood sugar. That's releasing insulin. You're not burning fat for six, you know, sit four, six, eight hours after that. Was that worth it? Do you like it enough? Are you trying to get quote unquote good, healthy thing, you know, like a health benefit from it. And that's the problem when people don't understand the nutrition, the science behind it is they're listening to people and going like, Oh, I'll just add turmeric to my life. And I'll add acai to my life. And I'll add kombucha to my life and charcoal. And it's like, without any knowledge of understanding anything other than the silo of like, what might that specific ingredient do, but not the product of the whole. Yeah. And that's so, I just like it, what you're saying is so speaking to me and especially living out here in LA, it's like you, you, you get an acai bowl and you think that you're eating 
healthy, right? But when you look down, it's just, it's nothing but a big bowl of sugar. Exactly. <laughs> and if you think of <laughs> it's fruit, like it's just, it's fruit on top of honey, on top of, you know, you may throw some seeds in there, but it's all sugar. Yeah. And I always say, what is it mostly? Like, what is it mostly? What is it mostly? Well, they probably had to blend a banana with that acai to make it taste good, plus some berries. Mm -hmm. So there's two servings of sugar. And then they're probably putting two servings worth of granola on your bowl. And it's definitely sweetened because they want you to like it and come back. Then they're covering it with agave or honey and then topping it with bananas. The whole bowl is sugar. The only thing that maybe giving you any kind of benefit would be a chia or flax that they're putting on top, but that is not counteracting the close to 75 grams of sugar that you're ingesting in that meal. Mm. And I don't care if it comes from fruit because most sugar is coming from something natural. Your sugar that you're putting in your cookies is coming from cane or it's coming from beet. It's coming from coconut, but it doesn't matter. Like your body uses digestive juices and enzymes and hydrochloric acid to break it down. And what it ends up at it at no matter whether it came from you know a beet or a coconut is it's going to end up as sugar yes are there certain sugars that break down slower or have more glucose versus fructose yes and we can fight that to tooth and nail but at the end of the day if it's raising your blood sugar being metabolized in your liver you're going to have the side effects it's it's so true and i'm i'm so glad that you are such a positive influence into the space of really educating those who may just not know or helping those to maybe think differently about what they're putting into their body. And that's why I loved Body Love, the book, because it really is kind of a roadmap of how to start flirting and kind of flowing into this way of of eating just better for your body. And then there's a ton of recipes. Um, So it really does make it super, super easy. Um, to to jump into and to you know to prep and to plan and to just kind of get that routine going into your day to day life. I would love to know if you can share a little bit what upcoming products and what book number two is going to be releasing and coming up for this year and beyond. Sure. Um, so I, I did get my second book deal with Harper Collins, and this is a deeper dive into body love every day. So it's for the girl who's on the go, who's jumping on an airplane and, and, you know, in the airport, in hotels, how does she make the Fab Four lifestyle work for her? And whether that's, you know, running to a Whole Foods in a, in a big city or packing a protein powder pack or almond butter pack with her on, on the go, this is going to have all those tips, tricks, tools, and also really quick meals. Like the book is going to be separated into like, um, the archetypes. And if you think the second archetype would be domestic goddess, that's going to be someone who has the time to ferment their own veggies and make 60 minute meals and wants to do meal prep. That's not for everybody. And that doesn't mean that you're not healthy because you're not doing that. It's completely accessible nowadays to have a healthy lifestyle with what's available at your grocery stores and some of these local health shops. And I'm just helping you navigate those aisles. So, um, each of the archetypes, I will touch on vegan and vegetarian. That's going to be a complete archetype because I think there's, you know, um, fear that unfortunately, when you look at the protein that vegan and vegetarians can use in whole food form, it's nuts and seeds and beans. And that's not unfortunate, but you have to really realize, well, what is it? People will always say, oh, beans are protein. I'm like, yes, beans have protein, but to get eight grams of protein, you need to ingest 40 grams of carbohydrates. So what is that doing to your blood sugar? And are you overdoing it? Because what does the serving of that really look like? 
and how is that going to affect your mood, your behavior, and your blood sugar? And so I'm going to give them all the tips and tricks in that space as well, which I'm really excited about. Lots of recipes there too. Um, so really excited about book two. It's, it's really like identifying with who's your person. And another archetype in there is going to be the perfectionist. And then I do have my red carpet. So doing a red carpet archetype, what do my tricks and tips look like when I'm getting someone ready for the Oscars, the Emmys, a movie role, you know, they're working late hours, they're filming from 11 to four in the morning. What does that look like for their circadian rhythm and their cortisol, their stress hormones and how I mitigate, you know, the, the changes of those and things of that nature. And then the perfectionist one is so many girls quote unquote, have a great day. And at three o'clock they cave and have a cookie from the work office room or, you know, kitchen or whatever. And then they, they basically say the day is over. Mm. That is the biggest mistake anyone can ever make because what happens after the cookie, if you decide the quote unquote day is over and you're going to get a Frappuccino and a pizza or fries or blow it out with wine, like and start tomorrow, you're not technically starting tomorrow. All of those food choices are living inside of you the next day. And if I could just have those hours back, and I said this on Lauren's podcast too, it's just like the minute I get those hours back and the minute I change your mentality from being diet all or nothing to flexible lifestyle of, oh, cool. Like I'm going to have a cookie, but that's cool. And my next meal, I'm going to have protein, fat, fiber, and greens and try to bring my blood sugar back under control. I get to have my cake and eat it too. Mm instead of living this pretty stringent control, you need to let go of the food drama. It needs to be about what are you here for? Like I'm obviously here for the food, right. And to talk about it and to help people. And, and I know I'm living my passion, but it's like for each and every person listening to this and trying to gain something from influencers, like, what is your message? What are you here for? Because you're not here you're not here to be obsessing over the food that you're eating. You're here to be sharing a message of, you know, whatever that, whatever your story is. Yeah. And that's what you do so beautifully. You share your good news. And I I love that you gave such amazing insight and deep dives into so much today and in the time that we had, but was so easy to absorb at the same time. It makes, it makes me feel excited. It makes me feel inspired. It makes me want to go, you know, just start to make more of this movie so I can, you know, have them in my day every day, just because I know that what I'm going to be putting in my body is really going to set me up for longer sustainability of health and wellness. And the more that I can do that, the more that I can, you know, just be more balanced. And I think that that's really the goal with so much of this. We spend so much time obsessing over so much that, you know, we just kind of get in this cycle of, grief and obsession. And the more that we can kind of get out of that. And I think that you're such an amazing example of, of living a positive influence and using your passion for good. So thank you, thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you for coming on today. Where can everyone learn more about you? Of course, follow you if they don't already. I love following you on Instagram. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. And can kind of keep up with what's to come. Sure. So, um, my handles everywhere. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things, um, uh, is be well by Kelly K E L L Y. And you can find me on the internet at bewellbykelly.com or kellylevesque.com leads you to the same place. Um, and my books, well, first one is body love and tentative title for the second body love every day. Um, 
they're available on Amazon and, or will be the second one, the first one's there. And if you're looking just to kind of understand a little deeper about what we were chatting about today, definitely snag the book, start with just a smoothie and see how you feel. Yes. And Kelly has also been gracious enough to offer us a freebie today, which includes the recipe to her amazing Fab Four smoothie. Um, The Fab Four smoothie is a meal replacement shake that delivers vitamins and minerals along with enough nutrients to literally balance blood sugar between meals. Hello, this is me all day. I am obsessed with using (laughs) this smoothie formula. I love the fact that not only is it so delicious, but it offers a lot of variety, which I need just kind of based on my personal flavor or what I may be into that day. So I live for this. I also, we were talking about the matcha earlier, which is also incredible. Um, So to pick up this freebie recipe, um, as well as grab your copy of her book, head on over to the influencerpodcast.com forward slash 47. We're going to make sure to put all the goodies there. And then you can also on Instagram, cause I love doing this as well. Hashtag five, fab, the number four smoothie. And you can actually see a ton of different recipes that people have been making based off of Kelly's direction and guidance. And that could give you a little bit more insight um, of how you can, as creative as you can be by using her amazing wisdom and everything that she puts forth. So again, thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. Thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information and for putting us all on a healthier path of influence. My pleasure. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.